If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, Jamie, and happy day after Thanksgiving to our American friends. I hope you've had a great week if you spent it with family wherever you were. I hope that it has been a blessing. We have so much to be thankful for. You guys, we have a phenomenal show today, and I know I say that a lot because honestly, I think all of our shows are phenomenal. This one is really, really extra good. In fact, when I knew I was coming in to record this episode that day, I was giddy with excitement. I was so ready for this conversation. Conversation. And it's an old friend. He was here last year on episode 341. So if you're like, you know what, I want to go back and listen to that one, go to jamieivy.com slash HH341 to hear his first episode. Well, he's back again. And so many of you were moved by his story last year. Jonathan was actually registered in Compassion's Child Sponsorship Program when he was seven years old. And so today we're going to talk about Compassion International. I am a fan of them. I've been supporting them for years. Uh, we brought this conversation to you last year and we asked you to come along alongside us and the leadership in Dominican Republican to sponsor children, and you guys showed up. Well, today, Jonathan's back to talk about it. Jonathan is currently the manager of supporter engagement for all of Compassion in the DR. He tells us about what that actually means. He's serving donors like you and I and sponsors the children and helps donors communicate with sponsors of their children in the DR. Today, Jonathan's going to share a little bit of his story from when he was growing up as a sponsor. He's going to really invite us into what poverty looks like in the Dominican Republic and what that means. But more important than that, he's going to talk about the hope that a $38 a month sponsorship for a child brings to not only that child, but their family and their community. I was once again profoundly impacted by Jonathan's conversation that I immediately went after we were done. And I went to the link that I'm going to give you, compassion.com slash Ivy, I-V-E-Y, and I sponsored a child. I'll tell you about her at the end of the episode. And I'll tell you straight up, I don't want you to feel like we're, you know, begging you for anything. We non-apologetically are asking you to think and pray about sponsoring a child in the Dominican Republic. We talk about this in depth in the show today, but currently there are over 5,000 children in the DR waiting for a sponsor. 758 of those have been waiting for 12 or more months. At the happy hour, we have a goal to help chip away that number of kids who have been waiting over a year. We did this last year. We had a goal of 100 kids, and we actually ended up sponsoring over 250 children. I am teary-eyed at the fact that so many of you said, yes, I want to be a part of this. And so thank you to those of you that did. We have a new goal this year. I'll tell you in the show. You'll have to listen for it, and then we'll talk about it at the end. It is a lofty, ginormous goal, but we're really going to pray that God uh, provides to these children. So you guys, without further ado, here is my conversation that is great for the whole family. Bring your kids in. Let them hear Jonathan's story. Uh, here's my conversation with Jonathan Almonte. Hey, Jonathan, welcome back to the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. It's a joy to be back with you. 
This is our second time chatting. Last year, you were on episode number 341, and today you're episode 446. I mean, you're just, now you're a regular, Jonathan. Yeah, I am. Uh, and I'm humble, Jamie, honestly, to be with you. Thank you for that. This is so exciting to have you here with us again. Well, I have talked about you in the intro and told people about what we're having a conversation with today, but will you let everyone know what your specific job is with Compassion International in the Dominican Republic? I am right now the manager of supporter engagement to understand that big title. And the easiest way that I can explain it is I am responsible to oversee all the letters, a communication process going back and forth between the beneficiaries in the Dominican Republic and sponsors, whatever they are. And on the other hand, dealing with visits and in a regular year without COVID, we, we will have sponsors visiting the Dominican Republic willing to see the work of compassion in the church. So I lead a team who oversees all of that. And so... Yeah, we have been missing those times. Uh, have been, you had any uh, sponsor trips at all during COVID? No, our country was closed and I mean, it wasn't safe yeah. for visitors to come. Are you guys open right now? Uh, the country's open. Our touristic uh, business started last July. And so, but Compassion is no still, we're not still open to visits yet. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, last year when we had you on the show, we were unapologetically asking people to sponsor children. And I'll give you a little bit of my background with Compassion is my husband, Aaron, and I have been sponsoring kids from Compassion uh, for a while now. In fact, two of our kids have aged out of programs. One was in Haiti and one was in Peru. And they have both um, gone on to graduate from the programs. And now we sponsor a child in Kenya and a child in Mexico City and another child in Peru as well. And so we have been affiliated and supporters of Compassion for many, many years. And I don't think I said this last year in the episode, but I want to say this real quick is I was the person, Jonathan, who heard about Compassion for years and years and years and thought to myself, does my $38 actually do anything? And so... For many years, I would see the packets, I would hear people talk about it, and I said no. And I share that to say I understand if someone's feeling that way, you know, because I felt that way for a long time. And then we started sponsoring kids, and I've had the unique privilege, which I think you said last year on the show that like less than 1% of kids ever meet their sponsors, or is that, a, yes. is that true? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, Good memory. Thank you. Aaron and I have had the opportunity to meet almost all of the kids we've sponsored because of just the jobs that we have. And so what a blessing for us uh, to be able to do that. But I, I want to just jump into sponsorship. And you shared last year that you were actually a child who grew up in the compassion <laughs> program. And so because you've had that experience, because that's been a part of your life, you actually can speak really well to what $38 a month does for a child. So Share some of your story growing up and what the Compassion uh, International Program actually did for you. Uh, I know you told us last year your sponsor's name was Jamie. And so what does $38 do for a child that's in the program? So in my reality, growing up in a ghetto area, my mother was a victim of machism. Basically, she ended up homeless, running away from our family because an uncle tried to rape her and nobody believed in the family. And so she left. And that's how she met my father, who happens to have a wife, four daughters. And then I was born in this broken reality. I mean, growing up as a child, my mother had calcium failure, no prenatal care. 
in the pregnancy process. I grew up working on the street selling juice, uh, working as a dumpster diver, looking for plastic and iron to recycle. And in this process, facing hunger, I will spend two days without eating a classical meal for children in poverty, which I happen to have, was a glass of water with sugar. Mm. The reason for that is because I didn't have food the day before, and now my sugar level is coming down. So I needed to get my sugar level up again. That was a meal. Imagine mm. being hungry for a day, drinking a glass of water with some sugar on it. Even though it's sweet, <laughs> it's not appropriate for a child specifically. And nobody should go through that. Mm. And the cherry in the top, it's that growing up in this reality, my father told me that I was a mistake in his life. Inviting my mother to abort me when they realized that she was pregnant because he has a family and four daughters. In this reality, Jamie, as you mentioned, from Michigan, Grand Rapids, is very clear because in every letter she mentioned <laughs> Grand Rapids, Michigan. She made the emphasis of God's love for me through her. And everything happened through a local church in my community. It was not compassion branding, billboard in front of a church. It was a local church in my poor context, serving me and somehow delivering food, school supplies that I didn't have. My shoes were broken. They gave me new shoes every Christmas time and every summer, clothes, a school uniform so I could go to school. And they actually took me out of the streets. Mm. and uh, compassion pay English classes for me. That's the reason I actually speak English. And here I am having the joy of representing not only the 68,000 Dominican children in the DR or the 220 churches that we have the opportunity to serve, but the 8,000 churches around the globe, mm. almost 8,000. I mean, 8,000 churches, almost 2.2 million children in need. And even though, Jamie, this number is big, and I agree with that, there are millions more children facing poverty. And that's the reason I do what I do. Being honest with you, I could be with the UN or working for the government. In fact, I had a bunch of opportunities to do that. Or most importantly, even moving to other countries where there is more stability, less crisis, less need to provide. I was told once, you have to go out of the Dominican Republic for the sake of your family mm. and for the sake of your children. But these types of comments or and, and people don't understand is that I understand what children in poverty are going through because I came from there. Mm. So that's the reason I'm here with you. And that's the reason I believe that $38 is beyond $38. It goes beyond just sponsoring a child. It's a discipleship opportunity to make these children followers of Christ. You know, I love that you said that because that's something that I remember very clearly from our conversation last year is the literal trajectory of your family um, was changed through the program that you were in with Compassion International, that $38 a month. Not only did you find Jesus and become a follower of Jesus, you got your education, you met your wife, now you are a dad, you have a job. But the coolest thing for me from our conversation last year is how your mom's life was changed. And so, you know, your sponsor, Jamie from Grand Rapids was committing to sponsor you. But the thing that I love about Compassion, two things that you've mentioned already is number one, they work through the local church. And number two, the entire family is transformed. And so it's a discipleship opportunity to change a legacy of your family because your family no longer lives in poverty and your family 
is followers of Jesus. And so give, remind us of all the ways that your mom's life changed through Compassion International. Again, both of us used to sell the juice on the street, a single mom trying to serve a child in need. And so when I went to the church, so when I got sponsored, so the whole thing was I, my mother took me to the church. She applied. There was a waiting list. I got into the Compassion program and then we got the news. Jamie Boilema sponsored me. She was 26 when she sponsored me and she was going back to school, deciding whether to buy a car or to sponsor a child. Mm. So we're talking about the 90s. So $38 still was good money. Yeah. And so my mother, while I was attending the church because of the funds that Jamie provided, she went to school. In fact, the church provided her the first opportunity ever to teach. Mm. She's a professor now, but she started as a cook. Then she became a kind of children teacher. That's the way the compassion program works. And so by giving classes at this compassion center, which wasn't the same compassion center at the beginning, yes, but then she moved to another compassion center serving. The church discovered this woman has such a capacity to teach. And then she ended up attending university. It took her 10 years. Wow. She graduated. And as you say, she's not anymore in poverty. Mm. I'm thankful that you are mentioning the fact that my family came out of poverty because just three weeks ago, I had a family reunion with my father, his wife, and my four sisters. Mm. My father's relationship and I have been restored because of the gospel. Mm. And everything, again, for this simple mom, as Jamie told me once, I never imagined that a simple mom which makes such an impact in someone's life. Mm. And I disagree with her. I told her, you're not a simple man. Making children disciple of Christ is not simple, but supernatural. Mm. And so I hope that others can see that effect. Thank you, Jamie, for mentioning that, because that's the effect of impacting one child. It really is. And, you know, last year when we decided to jump along and kind of support you guys and walk alongside you and invite our happy hour listeners to become sponsors of children in the Dominican, we picked the Dominican for a couple of reasons. Number one, I cannot remember if I told you this last year, Jonathan or not, but two of my kids were born in Haiti. And so they were adopted into our family. They're born in Haiti. So it's on the same island. I've never been to the DR. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's pick a place that maybe when COVID is maybe a kind of a distant memory. I don't even know what that means anymore, but maybe we could kind of organize a trip where happy hour listeners could come down and meet their sponsored children because I've had the opportunity to do that. And it's life-changing for my life and for their life. And you get to facilitate as well. So that's why we chose the DR. And last year when we were working with our representative from Compassion, a mutual friend of both of ours, we said, you know what? We want to know about the kids who've been waiting the longest. And so she told us, you know, last year, There were over a thousand kids who have been waiting 12 or more months. And last year, I want to report that we had a goal at the happy hour. We said, we want to sponsor a hundred kids and we got a hundred kids. And so we're like, okay, we want to do 125. And then we got 125. And we ended up last year after our campaign sponsoring a total of 271 kids throughout the year. And so I want to take this moment to say thank you to anyone that's listening that was a part of that. Like, thank you. Like because of your financial gift, which is we've already said it's way more than finances here. You are seeing drastic changes in kids' life. Thank you. But I really want to offer people who are listening the opportunity to sponsor right now. And so 
Jonathan, I'd like to hear from you about when you talk about poverty in the DR, I've heard that most of these families are living on less than $2 a day, which is almost incomprehensible to most of us in America. There is for sure poverty in America, hands down, no doubt. But $2 a day for a whole family is a little hard to wrap my brain around. So talk about the need. What is happening in the DR with families in poverty right now? Imagine that a small family is going through these poverty that they're facing, less than $2, less than $3, less than $1. There are all these levels of poverty. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you have this small business of selling candies on the streets with your family. Sometimes your children goes with you and they sell the candies in a light between green and red light. And then the government said, so you have three months that you shouldn't go out. You can't go out. There's this new sickness called COVID. And nobody can go out. So there's no space in your house to have social distancing because your house is just a shack and there's like five, six, eight people in the same space. Children sleeping on the floor, mom and dad sleeping with other children in the only bed or kind of bed that they have, which sometimes they don't. How can you deal with not only the fact that there are children facing hunger, but you can feed them. You mm-hmm. can go out. The police is it's on the streets and there is a military enforcement on the streets. They wouldn't allow you to be out. That's been the reality for at least half of the families in the Dominican Republic. At least half of the workforce. Mm. Our government divides formal jobs from informal jobs. And informal jobs are those families that we're serving in need, selling butter water on the streets, selling juice on the streets, just like I used to do. And in the midst of this context, uh, almost a million Dominicans lost their jobs. Mm. You know, many dead, just like everywhere. But again, the biggest issue here is there is no social care. There's no support from the government. And that's when the church play a big role in our context. Mm. One of the biggest issues that worry us is exactly what happened. Our government was focusing so hard on COVID cases that they forget it about other sicknesses that children were facing. There are these cases of beneficiaries. I do remember at the very beginning of the pandemic of beneficiary almost losing a leg because there was no hospital available to take care for any other case but COVID. Mm. The church with the doctor at the church, they found a place and he got his surgery and they saved the leg of this beneficiary. Marcos is his name. Mm. And that's an example of another beneficiary who has epilepsy. His family didn't know where to go because there was no attention, medical attention. And the church found through contact information, a hospital that was willing to pay attention to this specific need this beneficiary was facing. He was having more epilepsy attacks Mm. than normal, maybe because of the food. But the church, again, found a solution to that reality. Mm. We had an epidemic. It was considered an epidemic, diphtheria. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that well, diphtheria. Okay. So this sickness- Is it that you get from water? Yeah. Yes. Uh And so the death rate on children is 80%. Mm. COVID wasn't the biggest issue for children. It was dengue fever, Mm -hmm. diphtheria. Then if COVID has been a big issue for the caregivers, fathers, mothers, grandparents, uncles who have died out of mm-hmm. COVID, 
But this sickness that are normal on the Dominican Republic life every year, killing children, it was there, but we didn't have attention. To avoid diphtheria, you need a vaccine. Mm. But we didn't even have COVID-19 vaccines. Therefore, we didn't have those vaccines neither. Malaria as well. And our biggest concern was hurricanes. We knew that the hurricane season represented a big problem for the DR. And effectively, we have two of those, Isaiah and Laura. I think both of them hit the U.S. eventually as Category 5 and 4 hurricanes. But at least 220 beneficiaries in our program got affected mm. because of that. 90% of, at least on the east of the country, most of the caregivers that, that we serve, they are blue-collar job people who work in the touristic sector. 90% of them lost their job. Mm. So the number says that the biggest hit of the pandemic in terms of loss of jobs has been the east of the country. Therefore, Jamie, extreme poverty has grown a lot. And I'm trying to portray stories of some of the children and families that we have been serving because I know the numbers are important, but they don't portray the reality as a beneficiary in her house. who Her mother was crying the day before. She didn't have food to provide for her. And the church came with a bag of food and crying. The girl started to yell at her mom, mommy, come, come. I knew that the church was not going to abandon us. And so that has been our biggest focus at the very beginning of the pandemic. And even still today, because our beneficiaries are going back to the churches now in some places, depending on how the COVID cases are going. But the church has been providing food packages to the beneficiaries. Our number one goal was how can we provide food for all of the family? Because we don't want our beneficiaries to starve, mm. nor their family. Mm. Uh, depression. Our beneficiaries have been dealing with depression. Again, a very small space. You couldn't go out. You had to stay there. And then you have a father who doesn't have a job and he's aggressive and angry because he can't provide for his family. Yeah. Or a single mom crying because she doesn't know how what to provide for her family. Mm -hmm. so, so in terms of the effects of the pandemic, there are too many areas that we yeah. don't even still know the numbers rightly. The government was expecting students, all of them, to go back to school. But we're not even sure. We had the longest Corfew and his homestay order or school shutdowns, I think we had the longest in the world. Wow. Are your schools open now? They got open now. Okay, good. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. 
Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. So I want to ask you a question, and you kind of covered it, but I want to make sure everyone understands this, if I'm understanding this correctly. During the last 18 months that we've been, you know, dealing with COVID-19 on a global pandemic, for your world and my world, you're talking about people losing jobs and poverty and not having food to feed their families. During this time, you mentioned this, I want to make sure we make it clear. You said that the churches, which Compassion works all through local churches. So when someone shows up to someone's house with a pack of food, it's not coming from Compassion International. It's coming from, you know, Iglesia de whatever of their church. Am I right about that? In this case, I'm referring to the churches that partner with Compassion. Right. Okay. So the churches that partner with Compassion and they would take, so these families were still getting food in the midst of this crisis. Yes. So in a regular basis, children come to the church three times a week, normally after school. And so, again, a regular church will have 300 beneficiaries, children attending the center. So they are divided in classrooms. So the tutors visit the beneficiaries and make sure how they were doing. They got the medical checkups and all that. But now children were at home. Churches Mm -hmm. couldn't even meet. We didn't at the very beginning of the pandemic. Well, no very beginning. Our churches got open October 2020. 
So okay. all churches in the Dominican Republic were closed. We didn't have any choices, like in the U.S. And yeah. many churches were still open. It was by law enforcement. Everybody should be at home. But churches were allowed to serve families in need. And so we were thankful for that. So the plan was, if we don't have the beneficiaries coming to the center, and we know the need that they're going through, we will bring the program to their homes. And so churches decided to provide again, these permanent nutritional support, that's how we call it, or feeding kit. Depending on the church, they will provide food for two weeks, for 15 days, one week. So families were allowed to come to the church to get the package of food. On the other hand, they were providing hygiene supplies and cleaning items to protect their families. They were receiving medical support. The examples that I just mentioned, when beneficiaries couldn't go to the hospital, churches were helping them. And even capital, it's more capital support for those moms, single moms who lost their capital because they ate them. They ate what they had for their small business. There is this case of a mom who sell donuts on the streets. And so the church provided support for her to restart that business when there was flexibility to go out. Or there is another mom who started a face mask business. She mm. started to do on-hand mask to sell it on the streets. So the churches were doing that. And this was all provided by the sponsors. Wow. That's what the 38 daughter was doing. And, mm-hmm. and to help understand those who are listening to us, I mean, Compassion was covering COVID-19 tests for these beneficiaries because of the support of their sponsors. 80% of medical costs covered. Mm-hmm. None of, of our beneficiaries died in the pandemic, Jamie. Wow. And that's because of the work of the church. That's unbelievable. I was trying hard to communicate because we don't have letters going back and forth right now because children were at home. Mm -hmm. But if the sponsors will know what God was doing through the church in the midst of these pandemic, they will be very happy. Wow. That's amazing. Sean Grove says that the opposite of poverty isn't abundance. It's enough. And I feel like that's what you were just talking about right now is Mm -hmm. that in the midst of this crisis, this global crisis, that the people who are partnering alongside with Compassion International through that $38 a month donation, they were really helping these beneficiaries have enough like enough for the day. And I can't stress enough to people who are listening what an opportunity this is to really become the hands and feet of Jesus in a different way than there are many times I encourage people to be the hands and feet of Jesus in your community, in your neighborhood, like go serve where you are. And then let's just be honest, there is abundance in the United States of America. Like most people that are listening to my voice are not in poverty. You know, most of them have extra funds. And this is a different type of way that we get to be hands and feet is that we get to equip people who are on the ground, like you and your team and everyone that's working with Compassion. And so I have really good news for people who are listening today. Last year, if you sponsored, we gave you a copy of my book, You Be You, and a Christmas ornament. This year, Jonathan, this may not seem like a big deal to you because you're a dude, but I just need everyone to know that this is a big deal. First of all, everyone that sponsors a child this year through our link, compassion.com slash IV, is going to get a wallet from Able. 
Now, Happy Hour listeners, you heard Barrett last week on the show who started the company Able. They are a fashion company who really focuses on making sure everyone that is making their products are getting a living wage. And so I'm a big fan of Able. They're going to give every one of you guys a wallet. I'm giddy about this. I cannot get over it. Jonathan, maybe we can get one for your wife. But everyone that sponsors a child is going to get a wallet. And then this is the part that's going to make me cry a little bit. Jonathan, we're also sending every child that's sponsored a copy of my new children's book and now this children's book is written in English and so but what I've heard is that the students in their classes are also learning English is this true that's the case for me you can tell I have an accent uh-huh but the reason for that is that even though compassion paid for my English classes I went through different English institutes uh-huh. and so I do remember having a Russian professor where I had a Dominican professor and yeah. an Asian professor. So uh-huh. my English is a mix of water, yeah. water, water. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes, that's one of the classical offers that beneficiaries receive. What we call technical classes, they receive English classes. So this is my book, God Made You to Be You, and it's for kids. And obviously it's written in English. We need to make this into a Spanish version. That's what I think needs to happen. But your sponsored child is going to get a copy of that book as a gift from us here at the happy hour. And so I don't want to, there's a thin line between asking you guys to sponsor so you get a free gift, but we also want to thank you for your sponsorship. We want to thank you for really committing to walk alongside Compassion. And so for $38 a month, if you go to compassion.com slash IV, there are children there and we have put on that page, Jonathan, I don't know if you know this, we put all the children that have been waiting for 12 or more months on that page. And so there's 758 currently that have been waiting for 12 or more months. And I told Jonathan before we started that I wasn't sure if I was going to say out loud our goal that we have at the happy hour, but I think I'm going to, because I think it helps to encourage us all. We have a goal here to sponsor 400 kids over the next year in the DR. We really want to make a dent in those kids that have been waiting for over 12 months. And we still have our goal, Jonathan, of bringing a group down of happy hour listeners and getting to meet the kids that we sponsor. I mean, wouldn't that be so much fun? Would you like to have a bunch of women from the United States come down and meet their sponsor kid? Jonathan, you're going to be our tour guide. Am I right? (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I will do it personally. You will be our tour guide. We'll make sure we bring your wife a new wallet and and we will get her taken care of. But for real, guys, go to compassion.com slash Ivy. All the kids that are listed there have been waiting for 12 or more months. And after you sponsor a child, we're going to send you the wallet and the child that you sponsor is going to get a copy of this book. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, you mentioned letter writing. 
And I actually, this morning, before I got on this conversation, I went online, compassion.com, and I wrote all my kids' letters. And uh, you can do it online. It's super easy. And I know that's been a little bit of a holdup with COVID and stuff, but we're actually going to have a letter writing party together on December 2nd. So I'm going to be there. Jonathan's going to be there. And we're going to invite all of you guys that sponsor a kid. We're going to write letters together. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Jonathan, we're about to turn another year over. 2022 is just right around the corner. What are you hoping for the program in the DR for the next year, 2022? It's tricky. And I appreciate you mentioning that we're not given, you're not given this to, to get people motivated. What should motivate us to do that? It's God's heart for those mm-hmm. in need. The question of a sponsor once, 2014, I think, asked me. I just graduated from the Compassion program, started working with Compassion, and she told me, oh, I feel so guilty. I have so much. And I told her, you shouldn't feel guilty about having much. You should feel guilty if you don't do what God wants you to do with that much. Mm. What are you going to do with the resources that God has given you? And God is giving you resources to use it for his glory. So you shouldn't feel guilty about that. And I hope that our friends, and I'm grateful for them as well, as you mentioned, we hit the goal last year. I am praying we do the same because we are now talking about 750 plus kids mm-hmm. waiting for 12 months. But Jamie, there are 5,333 kids who haven't been still sponsored in our program. Mm-hmm. And this is in the Dominican Republic. Poverty hasn't stopped for them. Even though our economy has stopped, the productive sector stopped in the DR. I always said poverty hasn't stopped. Hunger, hopelessness, fear. Is it still there? But the reason, and this is my hope for 22, the Church of Christ has been there, is there today, and will be there tomorrow. Amen. And that's a uniqueness. We believe God has called the local church to be his faith, the hands and feet of Jesus in front of the need. And so my expectation for next year is that we could have our beneficiaries back to the center, that we can see COVID decrease and decrease, or we getting accustomed to this new normal, as we say now, but definitely seeing the body of Christ mobilized to face discomfort, to move out of comfort and then bring gospel to those in need. Mm. Again, on Jamie's testimony, my sponsor, she was 26 and I have been here that college students in the U.S. are poor. It's the same in the DR. So she was trying to decide, I should get this loan to buy a car or should I sponsor a child? That child was me. And so I am praying for a big response. And I pray for this letter writing event that we're having in December. I'm very excited to go deeper in the letters. I'll share more ideas. I think letter writing is a discipleship tool. I think there's more than just talking about Tex-Mex, which I love it. Or Snow, two kids. There's this big opportunity. Let me just give you this glimpse. 30% of the New Testaments are letters. And we still read those today. Mm. Those letters are making us disciples of Christ today, 2,000 years later. There is a, this opportunity. This is another thing, Jamie, you ask later, how $38 can make an impact in a child's life? It's because it's just no $38. There is a relationship between that. And so we will discuss how you can strand this relationship with this beneficiary. So we are very expecting there are at least 15 new communities that we are expecting to go in. These are communities we have never been in the Dominican Republic. 
these are 50 communities living on less than three to one dollar a day families it's just unbelievable the poverty that we have seen there even though i come from poverty when i'm there now in the reality that i am i'm just devastated but hopeful again because there is a church there let me just mention one last thing jamie we serve children in poverty alongside churches in poverty I do remember these pastors who came with a group of students from a church in, I don't remember the place in the U.S., but they came and we went to this community and she was like, you know, congratulating the pastor. This is a church of maybe a decade, 10 years, very small church, 80 people, faithful pastor there. He actually doesn't receive money from the church. He has to work to get sustained. And she told him, I am very amazed that you're a pastor I mean, you are amazing. And she was, you know, amazing, amazing and all that to the pastor. And then I took her aside and I say, hey, I don't feel that you have been honest saying that because your husband pastored a church of 5,000 people and you guys planted that church seven years ago. And this guy have 10 years, 80 people, very small church in this poor community. And then she interrupted me and she said, hey, Jonathan. I wouldn't be a pastor in this condition. No one day. No one day. It's easy. It has been easy for us. In comparison to the reality this man is facing in this community, it has been nothing for us. And in my heart, Jamie, there was this, you know, wrong idea that fruitful ministry has to do with numbers. Mm. But let's think of these men and women in this poor context. You, whether you are a fool or you are called by God to go into these rampant poor communities to be faithful to God 10 years, 20 years, 70 of our pastors were facing hunger. Mm -hmm. There was no offering coming to churches of 50 people, 30 people, 40 people serving 400 children in a community. So the $38 help us to help these pastors and their families to have food and, you know, not to die out of starvation. And so I hope that those listening to us understand there are 50 new communities, at least 5,000 more children that haven't been reached. Out of those 5,000, there are 750 something that I hope and I am praying they will get sponsored with this podcast, with this conversation with Jamie and I. Mm. And I hope that you understand that by sponsoring one child, you're reaching one family, but you're enabling a poor church in a poor community to spread the gospel of Christ. This is kingdom work. I don't know how to explain better the work that God can do through a sponsor today. This is kingdom work. I got a little teary-eyed when you were speaking earlier because I just kept thinking the global church is alive and well. And to be able to link arms from my home in Austin, Texas to your home in the Dominican Republic. Like what a joy to be able to do that together as a part of the global church. And so Jonathan, thank you so much for the work. Thank you for staying committed to compassion when you could go get a job elsewhere. Thank you for explaining what you guys are doing. And thank you really for presenting the need. But more than that, man, really thank you for showing the hope. There is a great need. And the thing is, we have a great hope and that is through Jesus and discipleship. And so I hope that everyone understands that the sponsorship of a child, the $38 is way more than food and medical. While those are very, very important because it's really hard to tell someone about Jesus when they're hungry, but you're also inviting them into a greater kingdom. And so Jonathan, thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. All right, you guys. 
I wish Jonathan could come on once a month. Am I right? That was a profoundly beautiful conversation about how the global church gets to come together in situations like this. And I don't want to minimize anyone's income status, but I do want to talk about reality here is that we're talking about $38 a month, which I've spent that much this month on coffee, you know, running through Starbucks every now and then. And so I would like to boldly ask for you to pray and think about what your family could do or what you could do. You heard Jonathan say his sponsor all those years ago was a 26-year-old college student named Jamie from Michigan. And so what does it look like for you and your family to come alongside? Maybe you already sponsor a child. What would it look like for you to sponsor another one? I, after this conversation, went on to the link that I gave you guys, compassion.com slash Ivy. And I ended up sponsoring Soledad, who just had a birthday on Wednesday. And the reason I chose her, if you listen Wednesday, I told you that was also my daughter's birthdays because they share the same birthday. So she's three years old and she's been waiting a really long time for a sponsor. Soledad lives with her mom, uh, who is not married and does not work. And so what a joy to come alongside the local church that's going to help Soledad not only get medical care and food, but also teach about the love of Jesus. And that is an honor to be a part of. So I really would like for you to consider doing that. Go to compassion.com slash Ivy. I told you in the show, our goal is big. Our goal is really big. In fact, when Lindsay who works here and runs a lot of the stuff at Ivy Media. When she said, I think we should do more than last year, I said, remind me what we did. And what we did in uh, 2020 was 247 sponsors. And then we've had some more throughout the last year, people who have listened to the show. And I said, you know what? Let's go for 400. So you guys, we're going to pray and ask that 400 children will be sponsored through this community. And if you already sponsor a child, would you pray about sponsoring another one? Uh, Today, the fourth child that we currently sponsor, and I said in the show, we've had two children that who have aged out that we've been sponsoring for years. And so just pray about what your family can do. So the way you'll do this is you'll go to compassion.com slash Ivy, I-V-E-Y. We want you to use that link, number one, so we can track what this community is actually doing. I told you we really want to put a dent in that 758 kids who've been waiting. So help us track that by going to compassion.com slash Ivy. Complete your sponsorship. And then I told you in the show, this is so awesome. They're going to send you a leather wallet from Able. They've got a couple different colors. It's just going to be you get what you get. And side note, this wallet holds your passport, which would be great if we ever get to do our compassion happy hour trip where you could come down and potentially meet your sponsored child we're also going to send a copy of my new book god made you to be you to every kid that is sponsored and like jonathan said they're learning english and so what a joy to get that book in the hands of these children guys thanks for listening seriously pray about how you and your family can come alongside a family in the dominican republic remember like sean grove said the opposite of poverty isn't abundance it's enough and sponsorship is a way to make sure that the these waiting kids in the Dominican have enough when their families are living on less than $2 a day. Uh, we get to offer them hope through the gospel while we meet their needs of medical care and schooling. So it's not just $38 sponsorship. It literally is a way that we can live out the Great Commission and make disciples throughout the local church. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. 
Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.